This call is being recorded. I still think we need to have that on a T-shirt. Yeah. Yeah. Just have, like, like, the, like the, that is... the little, like, phone symbol. Yeah. Like, just generic images with this call is being recorded underneath it. I'll 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 put this out I'll put this out to the listening audience by by Q two twenty twenty two we will have I've already we've got a Teespring account for the show I just haven't created any products to sell on it by well, we by Q two twenty twenty two we'll have I think we'll have some oh. t shirts and shit coffee cups stuff and like I, that and I do think it's very clear to the audience that you're the creative brains behind this I'm just here because. Yeah, yeah. We need two of us to do the podcast. Everything else is is just me. (laughs) Don't die. it It is the Sunday before this. There's this really important event coming up next week. I can't quite remember. Next week. Yeah, next Wednesday to be specific. This coming Wednesday, I should say. Oh yeah. Yeah. I mean this will probably in all likelihood I don't even know. This could be an episode for the beginning of January. This could be a bonus episode going up later later this month. <gasps> yeah. A certain big fat birthday is coming up. A very big fat birthday. Big fat entertainment presents Fatty's birthday. <laughs> This will go up. That's I'll say it right now. This will go up on your birthday. Hey. So, obviously, this is bonus content. Yeah. Not only did I blow you off this morning, someone blew me off this morning. Everybody got blown this morning. <laughs> yeah. And not in the fun way. Well, no. you might have gotten it in the fun way, but... Oh, no. Not this morning. <laughs> How's that baby coming oh. along? That baby, that baby is coming along quickly. We got about three months, sir. Unbelievable. It's crazy. When is the expected day? Uh, somewhere between March second and March sixth. We got two different dates from two different um, people from two different doctors. So March second seems to be the one to look out for, which is actually the day before our twelfth anniversary, thirteenth anniversary. Jesus, you guys have been together that long? For 13 years, Oh, yeah. shit. Yeah, no, I remember. 2009. I mean, Jesus Christ, we were babies back then. It was, uh, it's just children. 22 and 21, respectively. Yes. Insane. I can't believe, no, all right, be real. I'm going to be very real right here. I cannot believe I made it to 34. Mm. Cannot. You got that upper oh. respiratory shit sorted out. All the fucking... All, not even... No, before that. Before that. All the fucking bullshit we did behind your dad's house? Yeah, we were pretty stupid. Pretty stupid. Oh, cat just fell off his cat tree. Uh-uh. He's sure, such a clumsy right. little asshole. Yeah, we're going to buy a Christmas tree today. Christmas trees, as you can expect, in Texas are quite pricey. Oh, that. Fucking, I pulled into Duncan to get a coffee on my way over to see so-and-so. Yeah. Uh... Fucking, there's a bunch of Boy Scouts, fucking little kids, standing in the driveway, handing out weeds. And this uh-huh. little kid, Miss Cole, do you want a weave? I was like, God damn it, 
Yeah. Of course I want a wreath. Jesus. Yeah. What kind of monster would drive past these small children and go, no. What kind of absolute monster? And what kind of bullshit is that? We'll stand a six-year-old on the corner with a wreath and just ask him with his cute-ass little fucking bullshit lips, do you hmm. want a wreath? Motherfucker. Yeah, yeah, give me one. We need our cutest Boy Scout. What kind of what kind of monster says no to the cutest child ever? Jeremy, get out there. <laughs> I was no funny as shit. I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Here, just give me. I come around the corner. I come around the corner to get my coffee, and I guess there's a little bow that's supposed to go with it. Mm-hmm. And, he, and he forgot to hand me my bow, so he was waiting mm-hmm. for me at the other side of the fucking drive-through. And I was like, "This motherfucker better not ask me for another twenty dollars for a fucking another twenty dollars for a bow." And be like, "This guy's not coming and going." Mm-hmm. So now there's pine needles all over my front seat. Yeah. There's pine needles all up the hallway outside. Oh, I bet. We're going to contribute to the pile this afternoon. We're going up. uh, We got Melissa's got a uh, a coworker in the building who is giving away her brand new queen size mattress. So we're going to grab that a little later. So we've got something. We're we're getting this free queen size mattress. We're gonna buy a collapsible bed frame for it, so that we have something for like guests instead of just our shitty blow up. It's actually like a really good blow up mattress, but it is a blow up mattress, which in practice makes it shitty. Yep. Which means by the end of what is it? What that means by the end of the sleep session. You're on the ground. Mm-hmm. No, you gotta you gotta refill that thing every every day before you go to bed. You you gotta you gotta blow it back up. Our last one, the one we had before this one, was even worse though. Is in the morning you'd be on the floor, like you would be touching the floor. I think Loki might have had something to do with that though. Loki and real Jamie. Quick, real quick, I have to make a comment about how gangster I feel right now. Oh, yeah? Um, I am enjoying a tobacco cigarette on my way back to my house. Yes. And I I just passed two Milford police... Uh, two Milford police vehicles going the opposite direction. And all I'm mm. thinking to myself is, Yeah, boy! <laughs> getting away with... Getting away with... Murder. <sighs> Oh. I was about to before you called me I was about to fire up uh, GTA Online collect my million dollars for the month you collect a million dollars for the month? so as a promotion if you signed up for PlayStation Plus in the month of November which I did you get a million dollars a month in in GTA Online until the next gen version launches in March. <coughs> nice. So I got a million dollars for November. I got to get my million for for December. Um, it's uh, I bought a new penthouse apartment already. I got a few cars. Uh-huh. Sick new clothes. Nice. Literally, I I I have done like since I signed up for GTA Online. The thing that I do in GTA Online, I just like drive around. I just like waste time. I've done a few missions, but like mostly, I go to the casino because every day you can you can spin the wheel at the casino and win a prize. Uh huh. 
anywhere money clothes there's a uh, every week there's a new car at the casino or every time somebody wins the car they replace it with a new car and it's always like a gorgeous rare car so you can win that Well, since we're on video games, I beat Mass Effect 2. Nice. Yeah. And uh, you... I realized... Pat, go ahead. No, you, you. So, and now I've realized why Mass Effect 3 is a game you play with such an intensity, is a game you play knowing that, like, they drive it into your brain that you're saving the fucking universe. Yeah. So, in the opening of Mass Effect 3, Shepard, you know, they, they're they starting to lose colonies on the edge of what's called the soul system, which is our solar system. Yeah. Um, so, they lose contact with the mass re- the soul mass relay, mm-hmm. or the colonies around the mass relay, and then all of a sudden it's just like this wave of death, or this wave of... of uh, non-communication just starts ripping the entire solar system. Mm-hmm. And then you go into your cutscenes and say, oh, it's the Reapers, and this, that, and the other, blah, 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 blah. And then they look up and say, and then someone says, we just lost contact with Luna Base, which means they're at the fucking moon. Oh, so they're and going so, for Earth. Yeah, so they, all the Reapers come, they land... You know, it's really dark and incredible music and really great cutscenes. Yeah. That's one of the main things that I love most about Mass Effect is the music. The music doesn't have to be that good. Yeah. So, obviously now, uh, towards the end of the opening cutscene, the guy who's been with you your entire career, your commanding officer through your entire military career, you're running through all this busted-up shit, broken debris, and this, that, and the other, and you find a small child. Yeah. He's still alive. And you, you know, you try to coax him out of his hiding place, and this, that, and the other, and it's not very clear whether or not that child is a figment of Shepard's imagination mm-hmm. or if it's real. There's never a clear distinction between the two. Because he looks over, he looks back to Anderson, who is the commander, commanding officer, looks back to him, he's like, oh, we gotta go, we gotta get the fuck out of here, blah, 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 blah. And he looks back and the kid's gone. Gone. Like, he was in a duct and all the rest of this shit, so you assume that he crawled away. Yeah. Then, towards the end of it, uh, Shepard is leaving Anderson behind because he's like, oh, well, this place is gonna need a leader, and you're the only one that convinced them that they're real, blah, 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 blah. And fucking, um, as the Normandy is pulling away, you see Shepard looks down and this little kid is at the landing site getting picked up by Marines. So now you know he's real. And this, this very soft piano music starts and it's a little dark, but it's got like that, it's in a, it's in a major, so it sounds like it could be hopeful. Mhm. And then it, then there's it's just make there's like this like noise. You know those noises you hear and you're like oh, and you get this shiver down your spine. Like in a Chris Nolan movie. Yeah, like, kind of like that. <laughs> kind of like that, but this one is much more intense. It is just a blast out of a tube. You know what I'm saying? Mhm. Yeah. It's like a whole section of fucking tubas. Yeah. And you realize now, as another Reaper lands, that there's a strong possibility this child's not going to make it out of the atmosphere. And as soon as they take off, this Reaper just decimates all of the shuttles taking off. Yeah. And even right now, I'm like mad. <laughs> it makes you it makes you so fucking angry. Yeah. And you so hear the composer, back in your own head, and you go, "Nope, I'm gonna kill fucking everything." <laughs> so the composer is a guy named that. Jack Wall, 
who his Wikipedia page describes him as a composer, symphonist, and conductor. Okay. And uh, he started working in video games in 1998, working for Sega. Uh, okay. He did the soundtrack for Myst 3 Exile in 2001. He did the soundtrack what? to no. Evil Dead, Hail to the King in 2000. Unreal 2, The Awakening in 2003. Tom Clancy's Splinter Cell, Pandora Tomorrow, which is like one of the best in the series. Uh-huh. He did Mass Effect 1 and 2, but not 3. So who and did Mass most Effect recently, uh I can look that up in a second. Most recently, his last three games, 2018, 2020, 2021, Call of Duty Black Ops 4, Call of Duty Black Ops Cold War, Call of Duty Vanguard. So he went on to bigger and better. Like, it doesn't get much bigger than, like, Call of Duty. I was just going to say, and all of those soundtracks are very good. Yeah. Mass Effect 3 composer is a team. Clint Mansell, Christopher Lennertz, and Chris Velasco. Yeah, look up the... Uh, I'm telling you right now, if you really want to, like... Like, when I hear it, I feel it kind of music. Yeah. Look up that, look up the opening, the scene. It's like, a, it's a very soft piano and it is rather ominous. Yeah. Very good. Very good. The whole song is fantastic. My favorite video game song ever. Now, Final Fantasy is obviously, if you're talking about video game composition for music. Mm-hmm. The Final Fantasy franchise is like the gold standard. Because it's always like they had symphonists when they were making games for NES. They would have these massive, like crazy scores made and then translated to chiptune, and it always sounded good. But my hands down favorite song from any game is the, um, the theme song to Final Fantasy VII. And it's like, it's a lot of bells and like very like, almost like chimey. Like it's um, like it, the the best way I can think of to describe it off the top of my head is hopeful sadness. Mm. Which just and it just sets the tone. It sets the emotion for the entire game, and it's one of my favorite my favorite pieces of instrumental music, hands down. It's a good one. Yeah, and it just makes me like when I hear that that music in Final Fantasy 15. You you had the car, so you could like you get a playlist. You could like buy songs, you find songs around the game, and one mm -hmm. of the songs that comes like that you have at the start of the game is the Final Fantasy 7 theme. And I put that on in the car, and it's 1997, and I'm an 11 year old boy sitting in front of a PS1. <laughs> Yeah. Fucking. I got one for you. Wanna... I got. I, okay. This is actually probably a really good topic. Give me one. What was the first video? What was the first video game you ever beat? Finished? Completed? The first Story video game mode. I ever finished? Space Quest One. Yeah. On an IBM PS2. Playing it off. No, it wasn't even an. It was a. It was an IBM laptop, like one of those gigantic laptops. My dad uh -huh. had brought it home from work because they were upgrading. It's this big white plastic laptop, and uh, Space Quest One, I think, is actually older than me. But that's the first game I ever finished to completion. That list about, is still pretty short of games that I've finished. <laughs> I know, like I I tend to finish mine, but I finish uh okay. So Space Quest came out the month after I was born. 
shit. October 86. So it's just barely younger than you. Just barely. Me and Street Fighter are the same age. Mario as a franchise? Me. Yeah. No shit. Yeah. Mario's a year older than me. Fucking. Mine was Star Fox 64. Okay. I definitely and, never beat a game on the on this N64. Uh, the whole thing about Star Fox that I think drove a lot of people fucking crazy mm-hmm. is that you had to finish it in one sitting. Yeah? At least I believe so. I don't remember if you could save the game or not. I don't uh-huh. remember. But I did it in one sitting. Yeah. Because it's just short, it's whatever, it's just short runs, it runs through like, I want to say eight or nine levels that are like 15 minutes each. Yeah. And you're just constantly moving forward. And it's a frustrating game, but it was the first one I ever beat. I think I was like... Uh... Eight or nine? Yeah. Um, I have never finished Skyrim. The story mode? So if... I'm talking about Skyrim as an entire package, DLC and everything. Like, Skyrim's main story and all its major secondary stories, I've beat all of those. And I've beat... I beat the uh, the Dawn Guard DLC, but Dragonborn, which is the last DLC for it, its largest DLC, comes with a whole new landmass, everything. Dragonborn, I got about halfway through the story, and my original PS3 died, so I had to get a new one, and I had to start a new game, oh. and I have never finished I've got a game going on on Switch where I intend to finish, but I haven't yet. And the game came out so, 10 years ago. <laughs> so, um... Shit. Grand Theft Auto V was the first Grand Theft Auto game I, I finished, personally. I've watched the ending of the other ones. Not four. I haven't seen the ending of four. I don't know anybody who beat four. Shit, what am I drawing a blank on? Oh, um, <laughs> there was a timer on Mass Effect 2 that I just happened to glance at before I poured it over my character into Mass Effect 3. Yeah. 82... 42. 82 hours and 42 oh. minutes? Like, that's what you put Total into time. it? With that the is downloads, or with, with the DLC, with all the other new, st- with the new, all the stuff that they released for it before Mass Effect 3. That had effects and- on Mass Effect 3 in the very opening of the game, which is incredible. Yeah. So, Will and so, I have yeah. come to the agreement that if we're going to pay $60 for a video game, I expect 30 hours at least, 30 hours of story out of that game, unless it's like the kind of game that doesn't have a story. And I really don't play a lot of those kind of games. So, but like, I expect 30 hours out of a 60 hour, uh, out of a $60 game. You look at stuff like Japanese RPGs are like 80 to a hundred hours, not including side stuff, but no 84 hours. And you like, that is a robust experience. I scraped the very bottom of the barrel on that, though. And the other thing that I did not do, I did not explore all of the planets. Yeah. Which I could have done and mined all their resources and all the rest of that. But that eh, it's just tedious work. And once you get enough to do all your upgrades, there's really no point to it anymore. Yeah. And Cyberpunk. the bonus is... 
the yeah. bonuses that you got for porting a character from Mass Effect One, or I should say from yeah, from one to two, um, was enough resources to just outfit your ship and be done. Okay. And to do all your like not like power well uh because some of them cost money and some of them cost like resources. So yeah. but it was enough to do all the upgrades that you were gonna do throughout the game. Like they just give it to you right off the rip. Here you go. Okay. It's not cash. I mean like you you still have to earn cash. But uh all your resources for like Oh, you found this biotic upgrade. You need X amount of this element to do it. Cool, there you go. Never once did I worry about not having resources to do something. Yeah. I love that concept that uh the bringing one save from one game to the next to the next. Shenmue yeah. did that. And so Shenmue, that was their I think they're the first game I can remember doing that with. Yeah. Except Shenmue 1 came out on Dreamcast here in America in 2001. And you were supposed to take that save file. And when Shenmue 2 came out, you were supposed to import that save file over to the new game. So that all the stuff, all the experience, all the moves you learned at the end of the first game, you now have going into the second. The problem is, here in America, Shenmue 2 did not come out And that's what they did through... That's what they did through all the Mass Effects as well, except for the one where you yeah. got burned up to a crisp. But they yeah. did give you bonus levels. And I mean, that's what I think that's why they give you all of the resources and all that stuff. Because yeah. you are, you're, you're now a new person. Mm -hmm. Like, your body has never done these things before. Yeah. But, you know, I mean, like, you still know them, I guess. Yeah. But yeah, the problem with Shenmue 2 is that it didn't come out on Dreamcast in America. So, you couldn't. It was on Xbox. And you couldn't cross your save over from Dreamcast to Xbox. Shenmue 1 wasn't yeah. out on Xbox. Uh, so, I didn't get to do that until the re-release now on PS4. And it was cool to, like, I, I spent so much of the game like collecting little miniatures. You can go to like the little capsule machines and collect miniatures. I had like five Sonic, five Sonic the Hedgehog. There were a bunch of different variants. But um, I got to bring those over to the next game with me and all the moves I had learned and all the levels I had gained and everything. Sick. And now you well, can't cross can... your save from two to three, though, because they were developed by different studios. Sega wouldn't let them like, use that functionality? Um, when I started Mass Effect 3, I had all of my skills, all of my levels, and all of my nonsense. Yeah. Uh, when I went into the game. And they gave me, I think, 31 free points to put places. Nice. I was like, holy shit, really? You earned so it. So I maxed out... Yeah. And, like... I'm itching to sink my teeth into it. Oh, I gotta feed this cat. It's late now. So wait, you started Mass Effect 3, or like... Yeah. I haven't played a lot. I played through the opener. <laughs> and I think I'm like halfway through the first mission right now. Oh, so you like, all you did was start it. Yeah. You've hardly played it. Yeah, well, I mean, uh, I picked up Liara Tassoni. She's the um, Asari that you, ha that you like, is on your team through, like, the whole series. Like, yeah. the first one, she was one that you, like, had with you on the Normandy. The second one, she was she became the Shadow Broker, or you you helped her track down the actual Shadow Broker, kill him, and, inst and install her as the Shadow Broker. Okay. A seller of information and secrets. Yeah. Yeah, I remember so, that. I remember the Shadow Broker. Um, from now, that little time I, I spent. Just, I just picked her up from some random joint, or uh, uh, the archives on Mars. 
Okay. Because they found like this pro this Prothean archive on Mars that has all this information, and now that the Reapers are attacking, just out of sheer coincidence, <laughs> uh, they mm. found a weapon that, or they found plans for a weapon that can destroy them. Mm-hmm. But it has to be put together still. So now you have to go out and convince the other races to give you resources. Okay. There's, I there's feel like, like I vaguely remember this stuff, Mass yeah. Effect, mm-hmm. And there's an action side to Mass Effect, and you, actually, as the player, get to walk that line. It's a space opera, man. It's it's sweet. I love Mass Effect. I can't wait for Mass Effect 4. Yeah. You want to talk a little about that Amazon series that's happening? Uh... I know you said something to me about it, and I don't remember what it like, was. Like, there are no details about it, it's, but they are doing a Mass Effect series for Amazon. Oh, fantastic. And I don't, I don't know if it's based... I don't know if it's based on the games, or if it just if it's like a series that takes place in the Mass Effect universe. That's Which that I'm cool with. Know. I Which feel I'm like, cool yeah, with. given the nature of how you play those games, I would, I would assume you'd want to go with just a, a different, a, a totally yeah. different character. Yeah, you don't want to use John Shepard because everyone's John Shepard is different. Yeah, everybody's is different. Everybody made different choices. Everything is wrong, unless now. No, that would never work. Never mind. I'll shut up. Unless they were to like, unless they were to like make it work somehow off of your save data. I don't know how they yeah. would make that work. No, they wouldn't. I mean, they wouldn't. <laughs> Just saying. I know that they That's wouldn't. That's a cool but... concept, though. That's something somebody should think about. Like, make a series that you download on your because console that works, that pulls information from your save data. Well, there's only, like, so many choices in the game. And I know that, yes, they can come in any co- any kind of combination, but you could make major decisions and yeah. assume that most people made the same decision. Yeah. Because there's clear choices that a lot of people would take unless they were playing John Shepard as either a complete shitbag or a complete mm-hmm. fake. Yeah. That, like, what I'm doing with my this Mass Effect playthrough, because I have played this game so many times, I have... I've done the Renegade Path. I've done the Paragon Path. So mm-hmm. many different times, but I never just straight shot the game. Yeah. Do the, like, realistic path. Chaotic neutral. Well, I was going to say, uh, talking about game time, Cyberpunk's main quest line, if you were to just, like, power through it, also, that's 50% off right now. It's uh, $30 at the moment everywhere you can download it. So if you were ever going to check out Cyberpunk, now's the time to pick it up. But uh, its main storyline, if you just power through the main storyline, like 25 hours, not much of a, much of a sto- uh, storyline at all. But all the side quests, you could easily get yourself up to a couple hundred hours playing this game with all the different side quests and little things that happen out in the world. I did a side quest the other day, last time I played, where I had to catch... uh, No, the serial killer had already been caught. But you had to put together Cyberpunk. Oh, no shit, okay. At the beginning of this quest line, the serial killer has been caught. Maybe What's once that? I'm done with Mass Effect, I think maybe I will take a dive into the cyberpunk world. You should check it out. It's a lot of fun. It's a lot I of mean, fun. I mean, I like that sci-fi stuff. Is it, It's not like as big as Skyrim, right? It's not as diverse as Skyrim, right? It's So the the game world is actually pretty large. It might be as big physically as Skyrim. Okay, but, but it all it takes place in one city. So yeah, if you if you follow the storyline, there is one. It's a really great story. 
and and it's like 25 hours and and it and you know how to do it and what to do and then you can pick up different side quests from uh different characters that you meet along the way as well there's there are different there are side main missions side missions gigs and gigs are where you like get in touch with a fixer who hooks you up with some work it could be a heist could be a hit could be any sort of any sort of storyline but uh i just finished one of the side missions where you you're working with this cop you get hired you get hired by a guy who is running for mayor of night city okay and he wants you to find dirt on the guy he's running against. So you do that, and in the course of that, you meet this cop named Riverward. And after you finish that mission, Riverward comes to you because they have caught a serial killer. And based on his MO, it seems like this serial killer may also have abducted River's nephew. But they okay. didn't find River's nephew's body. So you have to, you have to investigate this case and find where he was hiding his body so you can go and save a bunch of his victims who he hasn't killed yet. Hardly a shot was fired the whole quest when I played it. Hardly one shot was fired. You, uh, you can hack into stuff. You've got all these like cyber powers and stuff. There's she... quick hacks. My favorite is called short circuit where you go into like quick hack mode, you pick an enemy because everybody's got like cybernetic implants and shit, you can hack into their fucking head. And short circuit just like does exactly what it sounds like. I kill a lot of people just by looking at them. It's a lot of fun. That's mint. Yeah. That's mint. Uh, Mass Effect has like the same kind of thing. Like your missions on the Citadel and some of your missions on like other space stations and some in some worlds even there's barely any mm -hmm. shots fired very yeah. few don't get me wrong very few it is an action game so very very few yeah um but you could you could play a type of shepherd that has all those really dope cybernetic implants can hack shit and blow people mm -hmm. away and all that nonsense but i usually just play a straight uh soldier mm-hmm That's how I do Skyrim. When I build a new Skyrim character, I always have like plans in mind for what kind of character it's going to be, but it always ends up just the tank. It's just a tank. I carry around a war hammer and I hit people on the head with it. But yeah, Cyberpunk is currently $30. And I think that's through the end of January. Mm, I might pick it up. I did just get a juicy bonus from work, so. Good. I got to get everybody else's Christmas presents. What do you want for Christmas? Something for the baby? Oh, oh, man, yeah, get something for the baby. I can send you my registry, or you can just send something cute for the baby. Um, You can send me your registry. Send me your wish list, too. Okay. I will. Because I don't have a wish list. <laughs> My uh, the thing that I love more than anything is just like TCG player gift cards. That's what I'm into. Yeah, that's what I'm into. You know, gift cards all are they always do, solid. Gift cards are always a good you, idea. And I say that to people all the time. I'm like, listen, not that I don't think you're going to pick something awesome for me. I don't need a bunch of stuff. But what I what I do need is cardboard. <laughs> yeah. I need cardboard those magical cards. Cardboard will always be something I'm buying, and it is the best gift ever. Mm. Finally uh, finished our Thanksgiving leftovers oh, last night for dinner. Last of the my mom, last of the turkey. Last of the mashed potatoes, last of the, the cranberry sauce. We finished that off last night. Nice. My mom yeah. made uh, turkey soup. Yeah. 
out of the carcass. My guy. Very nice. Fucking, she has vats of that shit. She freezes that. We eat that in winter. <laughs> she freezes that. I remember one year after Thanksgiving looking in the fridge and there was like this big five-gallon vat of it just freezing. It's <laughs> like, what are you going to do with that? Where are you going to keep that? Oh, I chip it up in the fucking squares and put it outside. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> So we got a, the podcast has a big December. We got some Christmas specials coming at you. First up, first up is coming on Monday. Not like, as of recording this tomorrow, we've just got a regular episode going on. But Monday, once this is uploaded, Monday, we got a, we got a, a very special Die Hard Christmas special. Dude, I'm so excited for this. <laughs> and then, and then in in three weeks, we are gonna we got our our keeping up with the Skywalker's Christmas special. And then uh, everybody can look forward to us going live January second, most yes. likely from Will's garage again. They got the baby shower that day, so that's a Sunday. January second is a Sunday. They got the baby shower that day, so here's what I'm expecting. Uh, you should pick me up sometime in the morning. We'll go get breakfast. Yes. So we'll just hang out all day. Yes. And at some point, meander over to BJ's, do this live episode. Yeah. I gotta yeah. visit my dad. No, I gotta we're... visit my mom. I gotta visit my brothers. But you can come along. I have that. no problem with any of that. I have no problem with any of that. Cool. Your 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 mom and your dad treated me like a son for fuck. Still. Ever. <laughs> but still, yeah. <laughs> there was a there was yeah, a brief Jane... time there was a brief time yeah. where I lived at your house. Everybody did at some point. <laughs> like there was a solid two month stretch that I didn't leave your house. Yeah. You were never an official resident though. Fubar and and Josh both actually lived in my house for for at least a couple months each. Like if a kid needed a home, we 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 brought him in. Yeah. Tom Smart. I remember that. We had a, we had to deal with Tom Smart. Tom Smart, I would I would tell him every day, "Listen, you got to try and find a place to stay tonight." <laughs> but if you don't, like you can stay here, and he was good about Tom, it. He usually he could usually turn up a place to stay. Tom, Tom always had such a good heart, though. Tom's a good kid. He's a good guy. I think he's got kids now. Does he have kids now? He, he I think he's married and has kids. He's yeah. married, definitely. Got to get back in touch with Tom Smart. He was a good guy. Still is a good guy. Just fucking, we lost touch. Yeah. I do. I do remember. I do remember you yelling at him. <laughs> Tom, go stand in the yard. Oh, go stand God. in the yard. Don't talk to Melissa. Don't talk to Melissa. Just stand there in the yard. <laughs> oh my Christ! Those were always such good times, though. Yeah. Yeah. We were all, every single one of us was just in such a terrible place mentally at the time. <laughs> yeah, we were all it was crazy like, it, it, was, it was the end of high school into like our first like forays into the adult world. Mm-hmm. Like, what a strange place that is, dude. What a strange yeah. place. party your face off for six to seven years and then kind of get your shit together. Man. (laughs) So, we also have to sit down and schedule a time to do episode eight. 
Episode eight and nine, we still got to do, yeah. So we're going to do. We're going to record Die Hard tomorrow. Weird. Yeah, it had a lot of. It's like somebody took Return of the Jedi and smeared smeared prequel all over it. Yeah. Ryan Johnson. You ruined Star Wars for me, Ryan Johnson. Nobody could do that. Like, even that movie I enjoy. Uh, When we walked out of the theater after watching that, I was, like, distraught. And then two days later, I went and saw it alone in, like, a near-empty theater. And it was so good. Like, I enjoyed it so much the second time. I don't go to movies on opening night because I hate that crowded theater. Oh, hang on one second. Yeah. Oh, Fatty put me on hold. But I hate that crowded theater. I hate being so surrounded by people. It's distracting. It takes you out of the experience. It's just not It's just not great. But yeah, we went to see episode eight on opening night in a crowded theater. And like it wasn't amazing even after the second viewing. It's one of those movies I like more every time, every time I watch it. Like Dark Knight Rises has quickly become my favorite. Dark Knight Rises was, I didn't, I, I didn't know what to think about that after the first viewing, but every subsequent viewing, like I'm not going to sit here and say it's a better film than The Dark Knight, but of the trilogy, I think it's my favorite in the series. Tom Hardy as Bane. Oh, you can't beat you can't beat Tom Hardy as Bane. Yeah, All right, I'm Okay, it's cool. I kept them entertained. I'm on to Batman. No, I heard you I'm talking about Batman. I had to. Oh, <laughs> I had to turn. I had to turn my volume down a little. My landlord walked out to my truck and was like, "Hey, let's uh, let's chat for a second because we got new dryers okay. or new washers and dryers." Nice. So he was like, "Listen, uh, if you're, go- I know that you wear felt belts because leather ones. I hate leather belts unless they're fancy occasion belts because okay. if I wear them, I stretch them out and I destroy them." Because I move a lot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I got felt belts, you know, the the ones you kind of just like loop together and pull. Yeah. And uh, I, I usually just leave them in a pair of pants if I'm going to wash them because sometimes, like once a week, you know, you should wash them. Yeah. Because you know, whatever. I'm fat. I sweat. It is what it is. Um, yeah. Got to wash your pants. So... My landlord said, "Hey, if you're gonna do, if you're gonna wash your belts though, because I know you do, uh, roll them up in a ball and stuff them in a pocket." Oh, that's a good so idea. Just, so they're not just banging around in. Just there. like rattling around in there, yeah. Yeah, stuff them in a pocket. In one of your pants. I was like, "Why?" I don't know why I didn't think of that to begin with, but yeah, that's a great idea. Thank you. Yeah. He's like, I've been telling everybody to not put like anything that has like buckles or straps or anything on it in the fucking washing machine without putting them in something first. I'm like, all right, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Our first day, the day we moved in here, we the washing machine didn't work. So I went down to the office. I said, hey, our washing machine doesn't work. Uh, I can see all the valves, but I don't know enough to try and fuck with it. So they sent the maintenance team down, and they just brought us a new washing machine. <laughs> they took out the old one, put a new one in. Didn't even look at the washing machine. <laughs> yeah, that's what generally maintenance teams will do. They'll pull out the old one, put a new one that they know works in, and then fix the other one. Yeah. If it needs uh, to be fixed. They're really good about, like, getting on top of something. Our our stove didn't work either. So they came in. Turns out it was just unplugged from the wall for some reason. So they, they just pulled the stove out, plugged it in, and we were good to go. Uh, the... Shower dial in our guest bathroom, that took three days to fix. That's the longest. Because I told them one day, and they came and they looked at it. They didn't have the part. He said, I'm going to see if I can order the part. Fucking cat loves this guy. He loves the cat. They get along swimmingly. But uh, he says, I'm going to put in an order, see if I can get it tomorrow. They're having some trouble with their, their parts guy. He said, if I can't get it tomorrow, we have somebody moving out of another unit tomorrow so i'll just take theirs and put it in here and now they came they took one out 
of a unit on Tuesday, came Wednesday and replaced it. Two working showers nice. in this joint. The, the nice. shower in our master bath has two shower heads. Classic. One on either side. It's nice. It's real nice. Because, like, we, we like to shower together. It's not, like, a sexual thing. It's just, like, a comfort thing. We like to, we like to shower together. And, uh, yeah, I mean, me and Crystal did the same thing. It's, like, just a pain in the ass, especially now that she's pregnant. We got to just, like, rotate past each other to take turns washing. So now we can just, we're in there together and we're showering. And it's all good. Nice. Bench, bench on either side. Great shower. It's really cool. And we're, and we're talking about how, like, after this, we're going to need two shower heads. Like, we'll have grown comfortable with this. And nothing else will do. Nope. I get it. Yeah. I totally get it. Um, my – all right. So, I know, like – I don't need a ton of space. And what I'm doing right now is I'm trying to save up to buy a small house. Okay. Like, you know, like a one-bedroom, two-bedroom house. doesn't have to be anything fucking basically crazy. Basically, a, stand, a, standalone, a standalone apartment, basically. Yeah. Um, and, and everyone, oh, why do you want to? Because I want to put a ton of money into my bathroom. Yeah. Like, I want one of those showers that has a bajillion heads and is controlled from, like, a panel on the wall. Like, I want a TV in my mirror. <laughs> my uncle, there's uh, a house. I want one of those. I want one of those Japanese toilets with the heated seats and the water sprays. That talks to you? That talks to me. My dude, I want a bathtub big enough I can play baseball in it. Like, to quote a shitty song. I am happy to receive your waste. Or, like, I want a bathtub that I can, like, if I want to take a bath, I'm up to my shoulders in it. You know what I mean? Yeah, that'd be a basin tub. Yeah. We've got a bathtub in in the guest bathroom. That'll be James' bathtub for tubby time. Yeah, but our the master bathroom is just a shower. Yeah, like don't get me wrong. I would just I obviously you take a shower to fucking just get ready for work and all the bullshit. But like at the end of the day on a Friday, if you want to have yourself a nice soak, Melissa's uncle her ba- his master bathroom. Now his master master bedroom is massive it's gigantic but his master bathroom is like the size of a regular bedroom it's got separate shower and tub there's a tub and next to that there's a shower yeah our toilet is crooked and it's too close to the counter That would drive me insane. Um, it's I was looking at apartments, taking some getting used to. I was looking at apartments last year because I was thinking about moving in with uh, somebody else, just yeah. like getting a regular apartment. Mm-hmm. But uh, uh, whatever, that didn't work out. But one of mm-hmm. the one of the bathrooms that we looked at, um, you would sit on the toilet. Mm-hmm. And you couldn't open the door. Well, all right. You couldn't open the door all the way first, one. Yeah. Two, you would, you'd, you'd have to sit down on the toilet before you closed the door. And yeah. if you were to try and read something on your phone, you would bang your head off the door. Yeah. And I looked at the, I was like, beautiful apartment, too. Great place. And I looked at the guy and I was like, listen, not that I'm a stickler for for a lot of stuff. This place is great. But I'm not going to bang my head off the door every time I got to take a dump. Mm -hmm. So, no. (laughs) You remember our bathroom 
our bathroom in Austin was basically just yes. like it was like a small walk-in closet. Yes. If you you couldn't have the bathroom door open and get to the shower, you had to close the door to get to the shower. I remember when we moved you into that joint. Yeah. That was a nice apartment. It had a lot of character. Uh, mm. It's just like, I definitely like, I prefer the idea of having a corporate landlord. Because, you know, when we moved out of our apartment in Charlotte, do you know what they gave us? What? Our deposit back. No shit. Yeah. Like, uh, some dude who just owns a building is not terribly likely to actually give you your deposit check back. Yeah, makes sense. Because he's already spent it, so he's going to have to find some reason in your apartment. That's why apartments all have carpet. Because it's easy to fuck up a carpet, and that's your Mm -hmm. excuse to keep that deposit check. But no, this is a corporation. They had our deposit on file so that when we moved out, they sent us the deposit back because we didn't fuck up the apartment. It needed like paint in a few spots where I hung some some pictures. That's it. Yeah, but they told you you could do that. Yeah. Like it, it's a general agreement. You just stack a little the holes. They'll paint it. Like that's standard procedure. You re, You repaint. When someone moves out. Yeah. Speaking of hung pictures, I've got this one picture that I keep straightening. And every time I come back to it, it is fucking crooked. Is there a vent near it or something like that? Someone's going to disturb it? What's up? Is there something near it that's going to disturb it? Does the wall vibrate at any for any reason? I mean, I suppose it. I suppose it could. Yeah, I'll probably just. So I got this whole picture hanging kit. It comes with wires. It comes with little mounts to actually put on the frame to hang on mm-hmm. the wall. So I'm probably gonna take take off the little like tooth mount and put on a wire instead. Yeah, and I think that'll hang it more reliably yeah because the two to either side of it it's like a set of three that sam painted you've got two big ones on either side and then this one in the middle that's a little smaller yeah i mean that that's you know standard nonsense with that yeah i was just gonna say those those could have been put on weird they could be not dead center and all the rest of that so yeah i mean i installed (laughs) them so they are almost definitely not dead center (laughs) <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Oh, now the picture's clear. Yeah. Uh, I can't wait to see my grandma today. Yeah? Yeah, how's she doing? Yeah, mom, mom planned out this whole thing for my birthday today, and I was like, all right, cool, whatever. Yeah. And then I'm going to see Jimbo after that. Nice. Gonna Gonna play a little magic. He's very excited to play some magic today. I didn't know Jimbo was into magic. I got him into it. Nice. I said to him, all right, I'm going to be real. There's Mm -hmm. not a ton of reason for me to go to New Hampshire except to grab butts and come back. Yeah. And Jimbo lives up there, and I feel like, I mean, I'm not trying to sound like a douche when I say this, but the kid's isolated all the way up there. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, when one of your friends, like, I give you as an example, but I know you are very good at making friends with people and all the rest of that. I am not good at making friends with people, but I also don't really want any. There you go. (laughs) But, like, I want to maintain a relationship with him so, so like, he still has connections somewhere. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. Like... Jim's a great guy. Great guy. Yeah. Doses. But he is an acquired taste. Yes. And uh, new people 
are probably he can be abrasive to to people he's never met before who've never met him before. <laughs> I love Jimbo. Don't get me wrong. I love Jimbo. Yeah, me too. Me too. Took me, me too. a while. Took me a while to love Jimbo though. I never didn't like him. Yes. Oh. <sighs> All right. Well, this was a solid one. Yeah. Yeah, it was. It was a solid one out of fucking nowhere. Yeah. It's always nice to have a little impromptu. I'll give you a little early happy birthday. Um, follow us on Facebook and Instagram and TikTok. Uh, do not email us unless it's about at keeping Star Wars. the fat at gmail.com unless it's about Star Wars or you live in Germany or you want to wish happy, happy, a fatty birthday, fatty, a happy birthday. <laughs> <laughs> that was, a, that was, a, that was challenging for me. To <laughs> All right, man. All right, I'll talk to you soon. I'll talk to you tomorrow when we do Die Hard, tomorrow evening. Yes, sir. All right, I'll see you.